It's good to see you in the house of the Lord on this morning. We worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We know that uh, many things are taking place in this time of the year. Uh, kids are going back to school and all of those things. But we're glad that you made the kingdom of God a priority in your life this morning. Amen. Praise God. It's important. It's important. The house of God is important. A lot of people's downplayed the house of the Lord, and other people have even uh, said negative about the house of the Lord. But the Bible said that the, the, the church is the gateway of heaven. Everything that comes into the earth comes through the local church. I said everything that comes into the earth comes through the local church. We are the gateway into the earth. And so today it's very important and I thank you that you have a priority high on your priority list in being faithful to the house of the Lord. This morning we're going to share just a couple of testimonies. Brother Jack's coming this morning and so Brother John, if you'd help him there a little bit and we're going to uh, let him share for a couple of minutes what the Lord has been doing in him then we're going to uh, talk to Sister Jennifer Neal, and she's going to share some things the Lord has done for her. Amen. Aren't you glad for Pastor Jack today? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I don't hardly know where to start, but I wanted to be here. I wanted to say something at Pastor Appreciation Day. I didn't get to do it, so I'll just do it now. We got a great preacher, amen? But he is a great pastor. Great pastors is not just preachers. It's when people are afflicted, or they're going through difficult times, they're there. When we first had this attack hit us, this stroke hit us, he was one of the very first to get up to Charleston General Hospital to see us. We were transferred to Health South, and they were there. And when we went home, when we got home, he and Sister Renee were up to see me. So I know they got a heart for all of us. And when we're hurting, they're hurting. And that's worth gold. That's worth more than gold to have people who care for you. So thank you, Brother Brian. Thank you, Renee. Hallelujah. Well, let me just say that when this stroke hit me the 1st of December... I didn't know what happened. I couldn't even touch my fingers together. And I couldn't move very well. And I thought that maybe this is it. Maybe it's me going home time. I didn't know what was going on. But through it all, I felt the peace of God that passes all understanding. And in fact... I questioned the Lord. I said, Lord, why do I feel such peace in this thing that I'm going through? And he just let me know right quick 
that this peace was brought about by the prayers of my brothers and sisters. So I want to thank all of you for, for those prayers because it's your prayers that went to heaven. I believe they were a sweet-smelling savor in the nostrils of God, and I believe he gave me peace because of your prayers. If I could hug every one of your neck this morning, I'd sure do it. But I want to thank you so much. The church has been very good to us. They've been generous. Many people have done things for us. I couldn't t- take, don't have time to list all of them. But God bless you, and you know who you are, and we praise the Lord for you. We thank God for you. And I want to take this moment to thank God for my wife. Jeannie, stand up a minute. I know they all know you. 24-7, she has been with me. She's not let me out of her sight. She, somebody goes to the store for us. Somebody does our business for us. But she stays right with me. And I praise God for it. Can I just say, it's a humbling experience. I never knew what it was to be in this position, but it really humbled me like I've never been humbled before. RNs, nurses, and assistants and therapists had to do for me things that I couldn't believe I had to have done. But I told them all, and I say it with my heart, that they were ministering angels sent from God for all of us who were afflicted like we were afflicted, and that God had sent them on special missions just to take care of us. I praise the Lord for each one of them. I didn't intend it for this reason, but I kind of became their pet. We we uh, we were in in Health South about a month, but you know we always wonder why things happen. But all things do work together for good for those that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. First Thessalonians five eighteen says, "In everything give thanks. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Didn't say for it, but He said in it. And I I am thankful. When I couldn't move, I asked the Lord to help me just be able to raise my hand to praise him. So there it is. I raised it and I praised him. And, And he has gradually let me get around, and I'm doing great. I don't know. I'm going rambling too too much here, Brother Brian, but... But I just want to thank the Lord. And no one knows how, how much and how important our church is to us. I have to get up early to get start, start to get ready. But I can't wait to get here. This is the joy of my life. Uh, other than going to doctors, this is the only place we go when we go out. But thank God we can come here. And that's what I asked when we came home, that we would make a way for me to have strength enough to come to church. But I want to just take this time. I'm going to end here. I can go on and on, but I want to thank you again for your prayers. You've just been great 
in praying. And I want to tell you that prayer works. It really works. And as we pray for each other, God is its going to be a sweet-smelling savor to the Lord. And God's going to give rewards, give results back to us. So thank you so much for your prayers. Praise God. God Amen. Praise God. You say, well, he's still in a wheelchair. What's the big deal? He's alive. And I believe that his healing, healing is a process sometimes. Whenever I visited him the first time, he couldn't even, his speech was slurred. His arm would not work. His leg would not work. But to God be the glory, he's making progress. Amen. Praise God. So I wanted to share that with you because that is a testimony of God's progressive healing in our life. And Sister Jennifer is going to come at this time and she's going to talk to you about how God healed her and uh, ministered to her. So let's just welcome Sister Jennifer today. Good morning. Um, I actually wrote down some things because I didn't want to forget it. But at the same time, I'm not going to glorify the enemy either. But I do want to let you know that there's healing no matter what it is that's in your life. You're sick. No matter what it is, a family member, God will heal you. He knows where you are. He sees every everything you go through, and he will touch your body. He will touch your mind. Um, but the scripture I wanted to say first was 1 John 5. 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then we will have what we ask. We know we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And I remember asking and asking God, why is this happening to me? Why can I not eat? Why, why do I have to watch other people eat whatever they want to, but I get sick every time I eat? In 2010, that's what started happening to me. I was sick from the time I woke up. It was 24 hours. Couldn't eat anything. It got to the point to where I just thought, well, I'll just eat a few meals, and then I'll take a Dramamine to keep from getting sick. And that's how I lived. I lived like that for <laughs> four years. This, well, until... Um, this year when God healed my body completely. But um, I would even, and even, you know, our culture seems to revolve around food. Everything we do, there's food everywhere. You know, you, you have a gathering together, there's food. You go on vacation, it's eating. We eat all the time. And uh, so I couldn't do that. I had to buy special food, my food. Um, And it was hard on my family, hard on my husband, my children. But you know what my children would say to me when I'd be eating my special food? They'd say, Mommy, Jesus is going to heal you. And do you know that children prophesy over you? Praise God. They will prophesy to you and they will say, you'll be healed. You'll get out of that wheelchair and you'll walk. That cancer will not take your life. And so I stopped eating and I lost 10 pounds more than that. 
And I would have people say, why don't you eat something? You're so skinny. But they didn't know I couldn't eat and I couldn't gain weight. And I was afraid. So I went to the doctor and nothing's wrong with you, they said. Nothing's wrong with you. So I kept questioning myself. But deep down in my spirit, I knew that God was going to heal me. I still knew it, even though these outward things were, were coming against me. I still knew it. And so I don't know how many of you have heard of gluten intolerance or anything like that. But that's what was wrong. That's what was wrong. I couldn't eat bread and I couldn't eat sugar and I couldn't eat corn. I couldn't eat anything. I went through the day and I had hummus and chips that were made out of something. I don't even know. It's hard to tell what I was eating, but it didn't bother me. And uh, so that's what I lived off of. And I could only drink water and I could only drink almond milk. Nothing else. And, and I realized how easy it is to take everything for granted, granted that I had and how God, he was speaking to me through this time. And so um, I, I need to keep, so I won't forget anything. I was always worried, will, I, will something be contaminated? Can I eat that? Can I, you know, can I have these things? And I usually couldn't, and I couldn't sleep. I maybe got three hours of sleep a night for all those years. And I was also on a prescription medication for, for severe acid reflux. I couldn't, I just, it was constant, and I had to take it. And my husband and I were going through some really hard spiritual, emotional things during that time. So it was so many things. But uh, a friend had invited us to pray West Virginia. And they had that in Braxton County. We'd never been before. And so, you know, I just told my husband on the way up there, I said, you know, I said, this is completely something we've never done. But I'm excited. God's going to do something. He's going to do something. So we get there and we go through the day and there's praying. And, and, and it was just a wonderful day. But at the end of the day... Yeah, I was, I was, you know, how we all have that hope in that, in our heart, especially when, um, uh, we're, we're full gospel and we do believe that, you know, the Lord, he'll, he'll use people to speak a word to us. And I'd been waiting on that word, even though God had been speaking his word to me, but I wanted to be healed. I wanted him to be glorified. And so we're sitting there. It's the end of the day. And uh, a woman points at me. She didn't know who I was. She never met me in her life. And she said, you. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe I did something. Um, but she said, God told me to tell you that he's going to heal you today. He told me last night when we were in this, in this room praying that the person who sat in that chair, he was going to heal today. Yeah. And I will never forget. I will never forget at that moment. I just, I just crumbled and I just cried and I thank God. You know, it's like Mary when she went to anoint the feet of Jesus. 
they said, don't do that. Don't act like that. Do you know how expensive that is? And Jesus said, don't do that. You don't know. You don't know the cost of our praise. But I remember at that moment realizing how much God loved me. How much, how much he desired for me to be healed. And then he's like, but not just you. I'll do this for everybody. You're not, you're special to me, but you're not my only one. Everyone who serves me, I love just as much as you. And do you know that since that day, I walked out of there and my husband asked me, he said, where do you want to go to eat? And I didn't want to go anywhere fancy. I just wanted Burger King onion rings. And I remember going into that restaurant feeling like I was. I don't know. I can't even describe it. I just felt like I, it was a brand new life. And that's what it is to me now. My life, I look at it and I'm like, oh, look, look at, I can, I can eat that. I can have that. I look at people who are sick and I say, you don't have to be sick. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to, that's a, that's a poverty to have a a mentality like I I have to be sick, I have to be this way but I can eat whatever I want I don't take any more medication God healed my body and I thank him and praise him Hallelujah This is my first time actually giving a testimonial, so it's going to be a little different. Um, long story short, a few weeks ago, I've been having, there was a spot on my chest, and I went to go to the doctor, and he took some biopsies and everything, and it came back that it was uh, positive for cancer and everything. So I've been worried about it and scared. And I talked to Pastor Brian, and he... He's been saying prayer. I mean, everybody else is, you know, saying prayers in there for me. And I, just everybody, thank you. And when I went to surgery, I, you know, a lot of people say they're going to show up and so forth. And my sister and Josie was with me. And then Pastor Brian told me Eric was coming. I didn't had no idea that Fran and CT were going to come and see me. I sit there and look around the corner. There's Fran smiling at me and CT with his big Cheshire cat grin. <laughs> and what I was telling uh, Brother Jim and Ralph was that first, at first they had a spot on my neck that showed up. 
first test they did. Well, before I had surgery, they did the shots again in my chest, and that spot didn't show up. It it, it wasn't there. (laughs) So, just, I was never one much that, that, I mean, I knew there was prayer, but I didn't really, you know, actually believe and believe, but when that happened, that's open my eyes up, (laughs) you know? So... But not to stand up here all day, I just want to tell everybody thank you. I never knew how much, you know, people loved you as much as you guys do here. And you've called and checked on me. Eric's called and checked on me. Everybody sent me Facebook messages and just, it's overwhelming how much people love you. And I just want to say thank you guys and God's good all the time. Hallelujah. So really is power in the name of Jesus. Today, uh, it's going to be a little different. This is what I believe my assignment has been for the last couple of weeks for this moment. And um, that is simply just to teach for a few moments about healing. And everybody today that needs healing can receive healing. Everybody that needs healing can receive healing. I told the elders this morning, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to try not to preach hard. And because a lot of times whenever we come into times like this we preach hard and then people come and receive but then the enemy will say well that was just hype for the moment but all I'm going to do today is teach I'm gonna, we're going to pray for you and if you'll believe you'll be healed today we didn't say that this is a healing service as I prayed about it the spirit of the Lord said not to make it a special service because We are children of God and we go about and we heal people every day because that's what Jesus did. And so the church has to return back to a place where that it's not something special that we do every once in a while. But you can come into this house every single time and you can receive healing for your body. Amen. So I want to just read some things here today to you. Exodus chapter 21 and verse number 8. It says there, And the Lord said unto Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. When the children of Israel was in the wilderness and got snake bit, God told Moses to take a serpent, put it up on a pole. And the ones that looketh, that that means continually gazing or to continually look upon the serpent on the pole. He said, they shall live. It suggests that the ones who did not look on the serpent on the pole would die. 
Why would the ones who would look upon a serpent on a pole live and the ones who didn't die? Let me submit to you this morning that the reason why that he put a serpent upon the pole two reasons. Number one, it would be a shadow and type of Jesus. Now we know there's nothing in a serpent that resembles Jesus, but he bore our sickness. He carried our grief, right? He carried our sins. So he became that ugly serpent on the cross so that you and I could have life. Here's what I want to get across to you today. If you hear nothing else besides these testimonies, those who got their mind off of the snake bite, and got their mind upon what Jesus would do for them. Huh? I know Jesus hadn't come yet, but it was a shadow and a type. And so we have to get our mind off of the snake bite. You got to get your mind off of, oh, it's swelling up. Oh, it's turning red. Oh, it's going to bust. It's going to get terrible. I'm going to die. We've got to get our mind off of the affliction. And we've got to get our mind upon what Jesus has done for us. And he said, whenever they come through the wilderness, if you would just get them to gaze upon the serpent on the pole. He said, he took our sickness and he bore our pain. In order to be healed, you have to get your mind off of the sickness and get your mind upon Jesus. It's getting worse. Get your mind off of, oh, my muscles are going to deteriorate. They're getting worse every day. Get your mind off of the pain. Get your mind off of the natural circumstances that are happening to you. Because reality is until what Jesus has done for you becomes greater than what the enemy has done to you, you will never receive healing in your life. And so we have to understand today that we, 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 we somehow glory in pain. We, we, we somehow exaggerate even how bad things are. Huh? And we somehow glorify it until it becomes exalted. It becomes greater. But we need to get our eyes upon Jesus because there's nothing greater than he did for us. There's no sickness in this world that he did not carry to that cross and deliver us from. There's not an infirmity, there's not a disease, there's not a pain that will come to your body that Jesus did not carry to that cross that day. And all we have to do is turn our attention toward him, gaze upon him, and allow that reality to become more of a reality than what we are going through right now. need to get our eyes upon Jesus because he really did die. He really did bear stripes upon his back for our healing. So we gaze upon that finished work of Calvary and we say by his stripes we have already been healed. And so we believe that over the report that we have got. The Bible said the children of Israel came out of bondage and there was not a sick one among them. No sickness. 
Why is the body of Christ so sick? It's because we believe the report of the doctor more than we believe the report of the Lord. And we aren't crazy. All right? We aren't crazy. We don't, we don't just let our babies die in sickness or in pain, anxiety, while we're popping pills like they're going out of style. Amen? But let me just throw this in here. We, we want to wage war on the drugs in America, and they're putting up a drugstore on every corner. So that we put our trust more in the system of the world. I'm not against you taking medicine. You hear me? You hear me? You got that on tape, right, Brother Joe? I'm not against you taking medicine. I'm not telling you to go flush your medicine down the toilet. But what I'm telling you is we've got to get a revelation of what Jesus did on that cross that is greater than us believing in the system of this world. If their covenant under bulls and turtle doves could keep them healed and whole coming through a wilderness, then certainly you and I that are under a better covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ should be able to receive total and complete healing and not only healing, but the walk in divine health. Matthew chapter 24, excuse me, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23, Jesus went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all of Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were taken with divers disease and torments and those which were possessed of devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had palsy, and he healed them. Verse 24, and his fame went throughout all of Syria, and they brought unto him all. That word all there in the Greek is whosoever. Whosoever. Is the same word that is used in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We don't have difficulty believing that Jesus wants to save everybody. But we have difficulty in believing that Jesus wants to heal everybody. But he said whosoever will. Whosoever that is sick, he comes and he heals them. That's what Jesus does. The only one that can disqualify you from healing is you. Oh, pastor, you know, I I believe the Lord, but I'm getting old. So what? Huh? Oh, I'm just getting old and you got to get out of here some way. Whatever happened to him calling us? And we were not. (laughs) Huh? 
Oh, we could believe if we were 20 years old and this thing wasn't, it was, was happening to us. But, but we're older now and, 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 you know, sickness comes with age. Where is that at? Where does the Bible say when you get old, expect to get sick and die? We disqualify ourselves. Well, we're old. We disqualify ourselves. Well, you know, this thing runs in my family. And so we just accept it. We believe that more than we believe the finished work of Christ. We disqualify ourselves by believing the lies of men that Jesus only came to heal sick people while he was on the earth. But now that he's gone, he don't do that no more. When the truth of the Bible, what the Bible says is this, because I go to my father, greater things than these shall you do. Now, you can't do anything greater than raising the dead and saving the lost. But he is saying in a greater measure, you're going to heal the sick. You're going to raise the dead. You're going to set the captive free. You're going to deliver those who are oppressed. And so we, we disqualify ourselves. We say things like, well, I just don't have enough faith. When the reality is, we just need to accept what Jesus done for us. It doesn't mean that, that we reject that. We don't, we don't deny the symptoms are there. But we choose to believe the report of the Lord. Isaiah said, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him a tender plant and a, as a root of dry ground and he uh, hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that he should desire him he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows acquainted with grief and we uh, hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and esteemed him not but surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows and yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquity the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed who's going to believe this report Who's going to believe this report? Isaiah said, who is it that's going to believe the report of the Lord? Who, who's going to accept this? We don't say, you know, if, if there's sickness in our lives, we don't, you know, say it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. The doctors give me a negative report. And whenever he did, I just laughed. He said, no, it's serious. I said, I know it's serious to you. But Jesus has already taken care of this. And so, and you say, well, what are you saying that for? I'm saying that to tell you today that I'm walking out the healing that Jesus has given me. Amen. And in our bodies today, he has is, he is already provided healing for us. 
and Jesus carried it away. You must see Jesus has took your sickness away. Get that vision because you see the cross is a place of exchange. I exchange my, exchange my sin for his salvation. I exchange my sorrow for his joy. I exchange my sickness for his healing. And I must make a choice to stop looking at the sickness and start looking at the healer. And we want to pray. It's a good thing to pray, right? We sung that song right before I came to the platform. Let there be a fire and let this fire never go out. Make me a house of prayer. We believe in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. But, but, but this is what came to my mind and my heart this week. That whenever we have sickness, when we have issues in our life, we say, we, we go and we start calling folks and we say, would you pray, pray, pray. And then we, we want other people to pray and we want this one to pray. And if we could just get this one over here to pray. But we never believe. Prayer is a good thing. But believing is a greater thing. What do we believe? We believe Jesus. We believe his word. We take the word that he that we have read and then we must connect what we read, what we're believing to the person of Jesus. So when we see his word, by his stripes, we are healed. We meditate upon that word that Jesus is, because of Jesus' stripes, we are healed today. When we say we are healed, is the Lord God that heals us. We don't just leave it there, but we connect it to the person of Jesus. That he went to Calvary. He died upon the cross. He bore the stripes so that I can be healed. How does that relate to Jesus? What, what scriptures are you believing on? Not just to quote them, not just to believe them, but how does it connect to Jesus? Because Jesus is the one who brought healing to us. When we use the word, we must connect it to him. Jesus has to be more real than that sickness and that pain. Then we get caught up on just pray harder. You just, you, you, I, I'm not getting any better. You've got to pray harder for me. Pray harder. What does that mean? What does it mean to pray harder? I'm not sure. Because I'm not trying to get God to do something for me. He's already done that through the finished work of Jesus. Praying for something that has already been done seems kind of silly, doesn't it? Let me give you an example. I'm just an old country boy, so I hope that you can get it today. Let me give you an example. Two men are wanting corn, right? And one of them is praying for corn. I'm praying for corn three times a day. I'm believing God for corn in my life. I, I'm going to get, call the pastor and I'm going to have pastor pray that I get corn. I'm going to get some of my friends around me and I'm going to pray that I get corn. Pray for me that I get corn. 
And we've got all of these people praying. We're praying three times a day and, and, and no corn comes because he's never planted no seed in the ground. But another man, and don't think me sacrilegious, but another man doesn't pray at all. He just puts seed in the ground. Just put seed in the ground. And he gets corn in his garden. The other guy's praying, but he's not planting anything. But the seed that he puts in the ground, he receives corn because he planted seed. Healing seed is the gospel. Healing seed is his word. I am the Lord God who heals you. I've taken your sickness from you. By my stripes you are healed. Healing is the children's bread. And I put that word inside of my life. And I begin to meditate upon it. I begin to think on it. He's my healer. By his stripes, I've been healed. You see, we've allowed new age to take meditation from the church. Whenever David said many times, he said, meditate upon the Lord. He said, I meditate upon his word day and night. He's like a tree that's planted by the water. He tells us to meditate upon it. And so I take those healing scriptures and I plant them inside of me. And I begin to meditate upon them that he, by his stripes, I am healed. Father, I want to thank you today that by your stripes of Jesus Christ, I have already been healed. And I give you praise for that healing in my life today. Instead of, instead of focusing on the symptoms, I make a choice that I'm going to focus on Jesus. Yes. In the moment that you plant that seed into the ground, in the unseen realm where you cannot see it, the seed dies and begins to germinate process. Amen. Not because we have seen it, but because that's what seed does. That's what seed does. And sometimes we disqualify ourselves because we pray the prayer of faith. We believe God for our healing, but the, 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 the situation's still there. The, the issue's still there. And so instead we pull up that seed that is in us and we start speaking negative instead of blessing. We start speaking doubt instead of life. We start speaking uh, uh, our discouragement instead of the encouragement. But after you plant the seed, then you've got to water it. Amen. I don't dig up the seed every day to see if it's growing. The seed underneath the surface is germinating and through a process of time, I'm going to have a harvest from that seed that I've sown. And I know the seed is going to produce a harvest in my garden. So it is with the word of God, the word of God that is placed within my life. I may not see it happening at the moment, but I know what seed does. 
seed goes into the soil that is unseen and begins to produce, it begins to germinate, it begins the working process that produces a harvest of healing in my body. God's word is his seed and when we plant it, we must believe that it is working in us. Believe God's word more than people's words. You got to watch who you talk to. Well, would you pray for me? Oh, child, I've known six people with that and they all died. Oh, I'll pray for you. I hope you don't get any worse. That isn't faith. That's unbelief. And we've had enough unbelief. You say, well, pastor, what if it don't work? What if it does? What if it does? What are you going to do when you're healed, when you're whole? Healed people enjoy life. Whole people enjoy the presence of the Father. You see, the moment that you receive that seed, that word, there's a power that begins to work inside of you. Ephesians tells us now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that worketh in us. What is that power that is working? It's his word working in us. It's that seed of his word that has germinated and now the power is working on the inside of us. So every day healing power is working inside of me. Every day his word is working inside of me. Amen. And so now I meditate upon his word. I will meditate also on all of thy works and talk of thy doings, David said. In other words, we've got to get our mind off all the negative and begin to thank him for what he's already done. Amen. Because I remember the day, God, whenever I couldn't sleep at night and you came and you gave me rest. And I want to thank you that you're my healer. God, I want to thank you. God, there was not a day that went by that I didn't have migraines. But I want to thank you that you're a healer of my mind and my body. And now I am whole and have no migraines. God, I thank you because the day the doctor gave me the negative report. But you, that word was working inside of me. And I believed your report. And today I am healed and whole. Father, I just want to thank you. You for what you have done. That word meditate, it's a it's very complex, it's very uh, powerful word. It's very you probably won't get this, but I'm gonna tell you anyways. That word meditate means to the same as a cow chewing its cud. cow takes in the grass and then it goes and lays down in a cool place and begins to chew huh it begins to chew on what it is taken in and God said we need to be like that old cow and just take in the word and then through the day 
Just meditate on it. Chew on it. <laughs> Amen. And before long, we'll begin to believe. That's how faith rises in our hearts. And we begin to believe the word of the Lord. He who looks on the pole, serpent on the pole. How does that scripture connect with Jesus? Because he died on a cross that I can have healing. Healing many times is a process like we see Pastor Jack walking out. But he couldn't raise that hand a few weeks ago. He couldn't use that leg a few weeks ago. His speech was splurred a few weeks ago. But healing is in him. It's working. Jennifer, on the other hand, had that word she was told us. You know, she didn't know how I was going to go on this today, but she told us she is meditating on those words, believing those words, expecting something to happen in her life. Her children were prophesying healing over her. And in a moment's time, healing was released into her body where that she could go and she could eat what she wanted to eat. The only one who disqualifies us is us. But the word of God is li a living word. It is a powerful word. And it never dies. If Jesus ever healed, he's still healing. If Jesus ever saved, he's still saving. Because what he has ever done, he is still doing. The only one that can disqualify us is us. Mark chapter 16 said, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands or they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover that's what I come to do today I've come to take this simple gospel and to believe it and to obey it if you're here today and you need healing in your physical body He's already paid the price for that, that you can be healed. If you're here today and you're away from God, you're far away from him, or maybe you've just disconnected from him, or maybe you, you've never walked with the Lord. But today you choose to believe the report of the Lord. And you say, you know what? I need spiritual healing. I need the Father's love. I need his grace. I need his mercy upon my life. He can do that for you today. But if you're here today in this house and you need healing for your physical body or your spiritual body, and you believe the report of the Lord today. You say, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to walk that out. I'm just going to take it by faith. And I'm going to plant that seed in my heart today. and Believe God's word to come forth in my life. 
I want you to come today and stand here at this altar and we're going to pray with you. We're going to believe God that his word is alive and it is working in you. Amen. It isn't about praying too hard. It isn't about praying greater. It's about believing the power to believe what he has done. days are coming in our land, in our nation, when we will not have the convenience of going to a hospital and a doctor as we have today. And we need some people that know how to activate the word of the Lord in your life and say, I believe, I believe. If you can believe today, anything is possible. And so if you need healing in your body today, I want you to come. And we're going to pray and believe. Jesus. Amen. Today, this isn't about me. It's about what Jesus has done. It's not about some special guest. We thank God for the gifts, right? I said Wednesday night, we honor the gifts that God has given to men. But tonight, today, this is about the finished work of Jesus. And so I want you to just get that revelation of him as you stand here today. You don't necessarily have to have me lay hands upon you, but I just want to come into agreement with you. But while you're standing here today and you've already took that step of faith, and now I just want you to see yourself healed. I want you to see yourself as Jesus sees you, that with his stripes you have already been healed. And so today we receive that, Father. We receive that word. That word is coming alive. That word is a reality in us today. Eloro bosoto barando robori shikoto robando robori